Welcome into the Pylon Week 3 edition here on WDBM Impact 89FM, your source for your NFL podcast for Impact 89FM. My name is Jay DeCoster, along with our co-host for today's show, Oscar Henderson, Jack David, Matt Corey, and Josh Ryapan. We got a loaded show once again with NFL headlines. Uh, Not a great slate this week, but still a ton to talk about. Um, First of all, gentlemen, how how y'all doing on this fine Friday afternoon? Good, man. Ready to get into some stuff here. Ready to uh, get this going. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we got a loaded slate. Um, it's, it's homecoming weekend. Obviously, the Michigan State football team is not something we want to talk about, um, but it should be a fun weekend for us Spartans and and a, and a good NFL slate. Um, I guess, I mean, we could start off right away. I mean, the, the NFL Week 2 was pretty entertaining. You had the, pa- the Packers and the Falcons. Um, and you had you had some of the primetime games, the Steer, the Steelers and the Browns. Uh, Jack, I mean, that was a good win for the for your Steelers, but I mean, not so not so great for your offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. No, that game was so <laughs> so cursed. Uh, yeah, I think we I think the Browns had four fumbles. I think uh, something like correct. that. Obviously, the Nick Chum injury, which we'll get into later, and then all of the problems with my Steelers uh, offense. I mean, it's. Matt Canada is an absolute abomination of an offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I th- I think his stuff that he runs is collegiate, maybe even high schoolish. Like it's it's not something we can sustain and score points and even win at any high level. We just can't do it. What sucks is he's going to be here for the entire. Um, year because there's no way Tomlin or Khan or anybody's going to fire him. So, yeah, I'm just going to have to deal with it. Just look for the bright spots in the offense, uh, i.e. George Pickens. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it was a good win. Defense played amazing. Uh, T.J. Watt is maybe the best. He's a future Hall of Famer, like I said. Best I mean, defensive player in the insane, absolutely in the crazy. world. I mean, right. he, is I don't make if it's Patrick got hurt. Is he? Is yeah, he, he's back. He's, okay, he's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, because you need him on that defense. But no, I go back to Matt Canada, and and we'll we'll, we'll talk with him more about this later. But you know, the the fourth and one call, it was the it was the sweep to pick it or whatever. It was, it was something like that. It was, so it was a big fourth and one call, and third they lost third. yardage, and then the Steelers fans were chanting "Fire Matt Canada" mm-hmm. in week two of the season. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I hope those fans realize that uh, they're going to be chanting that a lot more and yeah. not getting what they want. So, uh, for all Steelers fans, we just kind of have to brace for the worst. And yeah, that, that fourth and one call gave me a like, PTSD. Those Cordell Patterson <laughs> fourth and one, third and short man, outside Nagy. runs, man. Man, Nagy special. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Bears and the Chiefs later because yeah. the Bears face uh, Man Nagy this weekend, so that should be a lot of fun. Oh, and I guess we will start off with the Bears because, I mean, what a dumpster fire they are. They made the headlines this week. <laughs> so uh, many things. Specifically, uh, Justin Fields um, and a defensive coordinator, who former defensive coordinator Alan Williams, who resigned. Uh, and, and go back to Justin Fields, who he was at his Monday or excuse me Wednesday press conference and basically said, uh, you know. He, I guess this quote is kind of taken out of context. Yes. I don't know, Josh, if you want to speak on this, but like he basically said, he said it's coaching. Um, I mean, he, in I my opinion, blaming the coaches, but he should blame the coaches. Coaches are awful. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. But like, I'm glad Justin's defending himself. I'm not saying it's not his fault because some of it is. His processing has been slow this season. He right. doesn't get the ball out quick enough on time or on certain occasions as well. But uh, speaking of awful offensive coordinators, let's talk about Luke Getzey as well. Toss like, dude, right. just every single time, a screen every single time. 
and they read it perfectly. I mean, you even had, was it Shaq Bird that went up to DJ Moore and said, they're not using it right, and he said, I know. I mean, it's just... He said, he said, tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it. From top to bottom, it's just a complete pile of garbage. I mean, I, it's just like, where do we even begin? And until the owners sell the team, until the McCaskies leave, I, it's not going to change. Like, even the head coaching hiring, I wasn't even too enthused when I, we hired Eberflutes because I think I wanted Mike McDaniel and uh, Brian Dable instead, personally. Those are the two guys yeah. I wanted because you you have a young quarterback who's talented and you hire a defensive coach. It's just, it's just malpractice at this point, honestly. I think uh, one thing that can just define the Bears' offense uh, was the one moment in the game where almost everyone's pointing out the fact that they ran – the same halfback screen exactly straight times <laughs> and after the yeah. third time it led to a Levante David pick six I mean I think that perfectly describes what is going on with this Bears offense is it's bad play calling I mean the the fact that Justin Fields is throwing that ball three straight times too I think that's I mean something on him a little bit yeah I I I gr- granted that it's probably a one read play that the offensive coordinator drew up as if it's only supposed to go to the halfback but man I mean it, it it's bad in Chicago right now I wish you it's, would pull a Jay Cutler if you know you know Pete, it, I, I, I know <laughs> no, Bears I fans were very hyped for the start of the season and of course they knew there could be a worst case scenario but I don't think the worst case scenario could be what what was thought to be the worst case scenario is like worse than this. This like, is this rock is, bottom. This is actually this is, rock bottom. Rock bottom. The, no, this I is mean, possibly the worst sorry, guys, start to a season yeah. I've like ever seen. Ever seen no, I mean, look, I mean, I, I think Josh, you can speak on this too. Like, I, I thought this team would be a seven or eight win team. I had show them progress. Like six wins. Six, Honestly, seven, yeah. eight wins. You know, the the quarterback develops, and you know, maybe we have our guy in the future. We can extend them, but that's not uh, the case. Uh, the coaching staff has done an awful job. Um, Fields hasn't looked good at all, um, and it's just it's it's a it's a disaster. And now you're seeing the general manager Ryan Poles calling a press conference in only week three of the season, basically saying you know everything's fine. Uh, you know this we're, we're in adversity right now, but we got to work through it. And it's it, it's it's tough. And also the defensive coordinator Alan Williams resigns. Allegedly there was stuff with the FBI raided his house, but I, uh, I, I, it's, it ended up being false. It, it was, was a fake false. report. It was also the FBI raided house hall, which was, which was the, uh, there which was is so, the Bears there was so much facility. going on on Bears Twitter last yeah. week. Uh, it was, it was so, wild. So confusing. Yeah. With all of that. But I mean, what is there? It's what is there to say? How do, how do the Bears fans here, Josh and Jay, how do you guys, how, how are you feeling about, the future of this. I team. mean, the problem is for me is like, say we do get like two top three picks. Caleb Williams is not going to be good in this system, no matter what happens. That's fair. Any quarterback you put in this, this situation won't be good. Like, if I was Caleb Williams, I saw the Bears at the first pick, I'd go back to college. But who knows? The Bears might still be picking first the year after that too, because that's how bad we're in right now. But um, you know, it's just it's malpractice by like I said before on every single level of the organization. It's not like oh, the coaching is bad or the offense is bad. It's just every single part, aspect of it. Offense, defense, head coach, front office. No, I think I think the coaching staff is on the hot seat. I think that Ibrufus has gone after this year. And exactly. if you do go get another quarterback, you have to find that right coach to, exactly. to mesh with him because you saw when the Bears drafted Trubisky, you saw John Fox, a lame duck, John Fox as your head coach. Exactly. You had a lame duck, Matt Nagy, when you drafted <laughs> Justin Fields. 
So are we going to do the same thing again and expect a different result? That's the definition exactly. definition of insanity. Well, if you so, do get a quarterback, let the coach pick. That's all I ask. Exactly. No, you got to find an offensive. Like go, go snipe Ben Johnson next year and let's run this back. In my opinion, you got to find an offensive guy um, <laughs> just to help the quarterback. Um, exactly. I don't know how you guys feel, but I mean, it's just, because I mean, if you're going to draft Caleb Williams, I mean, you got to find that offensive guru and an offensive lineman I, too. I mean, if I would blow it up every. Top to bottom, exactly. blow it up, and just restart. Uh, yeah, blow I guess. it up. Do you mean fire the GM? Yes, it's, he's third. going into his third year. I, I think you got. <sighs> it's blow, year I mean, year. you have I mean, his third year, but like this po- is, polls has not shown yeah, me anything. It's not possible, but you have to find a way to blow it up all the way up to ownership too. Like, yeah, yeah you, well, the, whole, the whole thing has to go down. They Even though it's uh, impossible, you guys just have to find a way. Exactly. They just hired Kevin Warren, a uh, former Big Ten commissioner. Um, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen anything from him, but I mean, we'll see how he does. I think he, he's smarter than Ted Phillips, the former Bears president. But I mean, Ryan Poles going. This is his second year. I mean, he took over a mess. I'm willing to give That's him another true. couple of years. Um, if he doesn't turn it around, I would say next year or 2025, then I would consider a a, a change. But no, you you gotta you gotta get rid of the coaching staff. You gotta. I think you need a fresh start at quarterback because Fields is. I think Absolutely. he's lost a lot of his confidence. I don't think Ibrahimovic. Apparently, Ibrahimovic did not address the team about the defensive coordinator resigning. He just didn't talk to the team about That's it. Crazy. And then so, I think one of the players, I can't remember who it was, he said, uh, and they were pretty cur- curious about what happened, and Ibrahimovic just didn't say anything. So, I mean, talk about, like... Losing the locker room, like potentially losing the locker room. I mean, that that's Nagy wasn't good, but I'll give him credit. He never lost the locker room. Nagy didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, I'll I'll give him credit where credit is due. I'm not saying he'd be a great coach. He was a good coach, but like, this is just beyond losing the locker room. It's just terrible. It's it's not good right now. Um, you know, it's tough. I know, I from from Michigan State football to Bears football, it's just not a great time. And we're only week three, by the way, (laughs) week three and week four of, of football season. Uh, so moving on, we got we're gonna go to the AFC North. We got the 0-2 Bengals. Who I mean, look, they started off 0-2 last year. I'm still confident that they can turn around. But Joe Burrow's injury, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a little mysterious, but I mean, it, he had the, it looks like he tweaked his calf injury that he had in the in training camp. And I don't know if this is gonna be an issue going forward. I'm um, gonna start with you, Oscar. I mean, like, do you I, think this is gonna be an issue moving forward for this team? I mean, yeah. When you first when I first heard about the injury, I generally thought that he was just going to be out the first couple weeks in general like I thought they would have to throw their backup in there and then see how long it is for him to recover but I I was sort of surprised that they threw him out week one I thought he needed a little bit more time to recover and um, I think that was showing these past two weeks even before he retweaked it against Baltimore um, he doesn't look like the same quarterback that we've seen the past few years. It, it really looks like that injury is really bothering him. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the Bengals are to blame here, sort of. For I, I think they definitely rushed him mm-hmm. back into uh, playing. I don't think he should have played these first couple weeks. I think they should have let him fully healed. And now, I mean, he retweaked it again. And it, it it's very concerning. I know Bengals fans right now are not you know, flipping up and overreacting, saying the season's over yet because they have they have a historically bad uh, record for their first two games. Joe Burrow does at least, but I I mean I I I think there is a lot of cause for concern for this Bengals offense and this team in general because I think Joe Burrow does not look healthy and I think they just need to give him time to 
heel and I think they should have done that earlier in the season rather than carting him out here so I think that's it, it he's gonna need a couple weeks to sit out and right now they can't afford him to sit out for a couple weeks yeah I mean you're you are 100% dead on uh and since they they pushed him out week one and now he's getting hurt again that's only going to delay uh him getting back into the groove and the Bengals starting to look like the Bengals that we expected them to so most like he was uh he did not practice yesterday so I'm not loving his um availability for Monday maybe maybe not I'm not sure uh I think yeah, he said it's day to day. I don't think he practiced yesterday yeah, though. Practice which Thursday. yesterday meaning Thursday, today's Friday. So I mean I I think he goes. I mean, I just don't think you think he goes. Yeah, I mean they're, I, they're not in a position right now right. to trot out a backup QB. I mean, yeah, after, Jake Browning. I don't think yeah. they have a backup QB cuz uh, the guy got signed. I think it's Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Though, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Washington, From Washington, Washington yeah. Yeah. CFP. I mean, the only positive I could think for the Bengals is that Besides the Rams game, which I think they're probably going to lose, honestly. Really? They got the Titans wow. and the Cardinals the next two weeks after that. That is true. So those are games that you know you probably should win, even without Joe Burrow. So, I mean, you can rest them up for these three weeks, and then you got the Seahawks, and then two awful games against the 49ers and Bills back-to-back. <laughs> so you just, I think you just pray that hopefully he's good by the 49ers game and he's 100%, because if not... You could be looking at probably five wins or five losses already by then. Yeah, even I, at that. I mean, if we if this season does end up going awry for the Bengals, I think we have to look at you know coaching as an issue or just whoever decided to play Joe Burrow week one and week right. two. I I mean they really they really could have afforded to sit him out and let him become fully a hundred percent because we know how good Joe Burrow is and we know how good this Bengals team is when he plays, they can recover more from an 0-2 and have Joe Burrow come back 100% rather than what their situation is right now where they're 0-2, Joe Burrow is hurt again, and they may probably have to sit him out for even longer, and now they start 1-4 maybe at best. two and I mean, again, what he said, five losses possibly, which it, it, it pretty much means your season's over. Yeah, I don't point. know if you could recover from five losses that early in a season. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think as of as either today or yesterday, he had a he had like a big sleeve on his leg. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. I did see that. Uh, yeah. Um, I assuming have they has there been any word on if he's gonna play against the Rams or is he still? Not yet. I don't he's, think he's day sure. to day. Gonna be questionable. So yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, but yeah, pretty much agree with what you guys said. He's kind of just um not playing like himself and it's that alone is kind of hurting the team so I can't see why playing him would um or why would you would play him it's just kind of like at this point he's already playing injured and not playing well so you might as well just put it back up in get him healthy uh then he can play maybe against like the Cardinals come back and I think the Bengals would be all right though they really do. Absolutely. I mean, like they start they start off 0-2 last year, now the healthy Joe Burrow. I think if Joe Burrow gets healthy, I mean, this team is Super Bowl caliber. I picked this team to go to the Super Bowl. Um, it's not looking great so far, but I'm, I still believe in this roster. They got a lot of talent. Even with the backup quarterback, I think 
Look, I mean, maybe if they sign someone, I don't know if Jake Browning's going to be a serviceable backup, but if they do sign a serviceable backup, I think, or trade for one, I mean, this team's still got a lot of talent. They have a really good defense, and then they still got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, so we'll have to see. But on the NFC, you got, I mean, the NFC, you got the San Francisco 49ers in their game last night beating the Giants um, 30-12, to I believe this final score was. And you got the Dallas Cowboys beating the New York Jets uh, this following Sunday. Um, I believe it was the score was thirty one to ten or thirty one to seventeen, and you got the Eagles uh, last Thursday night beating the uh, Minnesota Vikings, um, and then you got you got the Packers losing that close one against the Falcons. Jordan Love has actually looked serviceable, and then three teams in the NFC South are two and zero. So Oscar, Great. I'll start with you. Who do you think is the most formidable threat in the NFC as of right now? Um, I I, I it's no question. The San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think. I mean, it, watching that game last night and watching the way they've been playing these past couple weeks, this team just looks like it. They're on a mission. They're not out there to just win games. They're out there to dominate right now. I. The report before the Giants game was that they weren't going to use Christian McCaffrey a lot. They said they wanted to limit it as carries this week uh, because it was a short week and they wanted to make sure they protected him. It really did not matter how many times Christian McCaffrey got the ball. He he did get 18 carries, but Brock Purdy looked absolutely amazing last night, and he shows again why he deserved to be QB1 there instead of Trey Lance. I mean, this team, top to bottom, offensively, defensively, it's the best team in the NFL. Um, the only problem is if they do get injured – there is cause for concern. If they do have a big injury, such as Debo, George Kittle, right. uh, Brandon Ayuk already <clears throat> did get an injury. Uh, he did not play last night, which, I, I mean, it doesn't sound too serious. It sounds like he should be back next week. Um, but, I mean, man, this this team looks, they look hungry. They look like they want to come out here, win every game, and go out for a Super Bowl. They look like they're a team on a mission. I, I And, I mean, it, it just looks so much better than the Cowboys and the Eagles because I still do have some questions about those two teams right now in the NFC, but I think it's without a doubt. The 49ers are the team of the NFC right now. What questions do you have about the Cowboys? Uh, mainly, I'd say Dak Prescott. I mean, still, through week two, I don't think he's looked like um, the same. He has not looked like a quarterback that can take a team to the Super Bowl or to that next level. I mean, it, he struggled. Week, he, they didn't use him as much week one against the Giants. They didn't have to, but, I mean, they didn't really have to do much against the Jets. I want to see Dak Prescott when he has to, you know, face a team where their defense cannot, won't shut them out or hold them to 10 points. I want to see them face a formidable offense. I want to see if Dak Prescott can actually lead that offense to score points or possibly win in a shootout because – Looking at these teams that they have to face in the NFC, I mean, they're going to face the Eagles twice. That offense still looks really good, even though there is some questions between Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown's chemistry. But, I mean, that offense still looks really good and looks like they can cause a lot of noise. But I, I don't know. I still I love the Cowboys' defense. Obviously, the Trayvon Diggs injury is yeah, very – It's very – it's a big one. But That's a big Parsons, one. So. They do still have Michael Parsons, and that front seven is absolutely disgusting. But I really do have a lot of questions about the Cowboys' offense. Um, I, I just, I, I don't have as much faith in Dak Prescott right now as I do someone like Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts. 
Well, That's I think you're going to get some answers because in week five, they go to San Francisco to play the Niners there you go. Game in a huge Sunday night matchup. That game's going to be super fun. Uh, so do you all agree that the Niners are the team to beat in the I agree. Yeah, I'm no. not sure. I mean, okay. I agree, but like, I just don't agree with Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. I have not seen enough out of him. I mean, I saw the game last night. The first drive, he almost threw two straight picks in the very first drive. I mean, he's just, to me, seeing the passes he makes, He's good, you know, being what he does, which is a good uh, game manager. System quarterback. Yeah, you know, he, he doesn't. he's not going to extend play. He's not going to make the big play. He had probably, I'd say, five or six probably great passes last night. But I wouldn't say he's better than Dak already. I wouldn't say, like, you're talking about a, a quarterback who can win in a shootout. I don't I, think Brock Purdy's that guy yet. I think he could be. But from what I've seen so far, I don't think you can really say that. I mean, so uh, the Dak Prescott thing and with Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy – in my opinion, is fitting the system so well in San Francisco. Yeah. And the fact that Dak Prescott does not seem to be fitting the system as well in Dallas as Brock Purdy does in San Francisco is cause for concern. I totally agree that really with the defense that the Dallas Cowboys have right now and the talent around them, all Dak Prescott has to be is a system quarterback. Just get the job done, and he could definitely win a Super Bowl. My concern is he's not doing that. He led the league in interceptions last year. He hasn't looked any better this year. I mean, they, again, I don't think they've had to use him much because of how lights out that defense has been the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I I still cannot be sold on the fact that Des, that Des Prescott can do his job and, you know, lead a team to a Super Bowl and not make as much mistakes as he has been in the past uh, year. And Yeah, I mean, he, so. I think he led the league in interceptions last year. He did, he did yes, yeah. and, and he only played – yeah, he did not play the whole season. He played yeah. not that many games, and he yeah. led the league in interceptions. I mean, until he can prove otherwise that he can limit the turnovers, I mean, I'm taking the 49ers just because – First of all, Kyle Shanahan. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's still the 49ers by far. Kyle that, Shanahan is just overall, an offensive wizard. I love what he does. But, I mean, to take a Mr. Relevant – and make him into just into a you know one of the he's playing he's, really well I still well think right he's now. like top twelve, top maybe top fifteen. As of right now, I mean, you could. I don't think I could put him top ten, but like no, not top ten. But yeah. I mean, he's from Mister Relevant to being a really good game manager. I mean, he, he one of that pass to Debo exactly. Samuel he had, he had last yeah, night. Yeah, I saw the Debo pass, the Kittle pass, and right. the pass to Ronnie Bell was amazing. Yeah, exactly. He I has mean, flashes. I'll give him that. It's not like he's like I'm not saying he's bad, but like. He's got potential to be really good. I, I've seen it in his arm. That's so. going to be one heck of a movie whenever they make it. Oh, from <laughs> the last pick in the draft to well, may- they made that maybe Kurt Warner Super Bowl winner. Maybe I mean, we'll see that yeah. roster. I mean, I would have the best roster in the I league. I've, I've said that for Easily, a just long time. The depth in, it's insane. Right. Even the um, running back room as well. I mean, even seeing their backup wide receiver Ronnie <laughs> Bell like score a touchdown <laughs> and actually look really good uh, last night. Still it's just see a Wolverine like, that, but. I, I, yeah, I agree. But I mean, it's just, it's insane how much depth this team has. And even, yeah. uh, of course they'll get Brendan Ayuk back healthy, but this is, this is a dangerous San Francisco team. So we all agree. San Fran is the team to beat. <laughs> I think, I think Dallas, I mean, you see, you're going Dallas. I, I'm going to go Dallas. I think I understand the Dak, the Dak Prescott, Hesitancy, I I understand, especially after last year, he led the lead in interceptions. But I, Purdy has been a little like like you're mentioning, uh, he was a little rocky to start with. Kittle had to make that amazing uh, uh, play to bat the ball to not get an interception. Right. But from what for for my money, 
Sure, they haven't maybe played the best teams. The Giants still, I don't know how good they are than the Jets without Aaron Rodgers, but they have dominated these two teams. Plus 60-point differential. They've only gave up uh, 10 total points on the season. Micah Parsons is Aria Defensive Player of the Year candidate. I mean, that's not surprising. Uh, they lose Trayvon Diggs, which is which is tough, but um, I don't know. They are the, definitely the most dominating team, but at the same time, in the back of my head, do I trust the Cowboys? Because the Cowboys are the Cowboys, and they like to choke in the playoffs. So I don't know. I I'm like fifty fifty between the Niners, between the Niners, and the Cowboys. I just wanted to bring up how uh, dominating the Cowboys have been this year. No, I mean, definitely, it's definitely worth the conversation that we'll have later in the year because it's, it should be a fun. I mean, this is this is probably an NFC Championship preview of the Cowboys and the 49ers because I think those two teams are the the best right now. Uh, moving on to the, what were you gonna say, Matt? I was just gonna say, um, nobody's kind of nobody's mentioned the Eagles yet. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, that I was just kind of yeah. that's Bowl. my pick. Um, but I'm not sure. I just feel like they haven't played their best ball yet. I can't count them out. But I'm not counting them out at all. I think the defense is still really good, and I think <clears throat> Jalen Hurts is going to figure it out mm-hmm. with his wide receivers. He has so much talent there, and I don't know. I just think that they're a dangerous team too, worth mentioning. They definitely are, and I mean they were in the Super Bowl last year, so we can't count them out. And I love their defensive front with uh, Jalen Carter, uh, some some guy the Bears could have had. Well, you know, I want him so right, bad. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, they still got Fletcher Cox on that right, defensive we'll front. But moving on to the uh, some other stuff, I mean, I mean, the play of Justin Fields, we can talk about that in a little bit, but I wanted to, I wanted to bring up the, the 2021 NFL draft because, I mean, it's still early kind of, but I think it's safe to assume, you know, we could start kind of ranking this quarterback class. Uh, they, that was pretty hyped up in, the, in coming into that draft. I mean, you oh, had yeah. – Trey Lance coming out of uh, North Dakota State. He was just yeah. this hyped-up prospect. Yeah, obviously had Justin Fields, who went to two straight college football playoffs. Um, obviously Trevor Lawrence, who who is who was a generational type of quarterback. Davis Mills. Uh, they, that's right, your guy, <laughs> Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. So, I mean, we're going to go through these quarterbacks right now in, from this 2021 NFL draft. Obviously, number one, Trevor Lawrence. He looks like the real deal in Jacksonville. Number two, Zach Wilson. Not so much. Uh, uh, through, oh, yeah. th- through three interceptions against the Cowboys, replacing Aaron Rodgers, uh, just kind of hasn't has been really disappointing with them. Trey Lance is the, the biggest even bust. Worse. I in think this so. Draft. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I mean, every other quarterback's had starting I still don't opportunities think he's except him. His his shot. But the best, your, your really. best ability is availability. That like is, that, the injury, I mean, the injuries true. have killed him. If the um, man can't beat out Darnold for a quarterback job. And right, I mean, if Kyle Shanahan sees that too. in yeah. training camp that you can't really do anything in training camp, yeah, then I right. trust try trust him. So it's safe to say I think he's the bigger bust in this draft. And then number eleven, Justin Fields. We've seen like. You know how the how flashes, the offensive just scheme has kind of treated him, but also it's it's also on him with taking the sacks, having five seconds to throw, and he he's got the weapons. He's got DJ Moore this year. There's really no excuses. He's he's disappointed a lot. Um, so I mean he's been pretty disappointing with the Bears. Mac Jones. Um, I think I think Mac Jones. I think he might be decent. the second best quarterback because uh, he's just he's two. He's probably in the tier below Trevor Lawrence. Uh, obviously, yeah, but. He is Everybody's. the second best, but like that's not really saying much. I mean, um, just like coming into the draft, he was like the most safe thing, and it's it's hard for me to say because like all the other quarterbacks right before him were just such bigger prospects. Like the the enticingness of it, of like their talent is just so much. And see, three years later, 
Now you got Mac Jones, who I think is quite clearly the second best quarterback from that class. Yeah, and it's not even close. Do you remember? Uh, it was the day before the draft. Uh, he was favored to go three to the Niners. There was I the, did see all those rumors about how much Shanahan loved, um, loved uh, Mac Jones. Sorry, um, but. They they should have went with Mac Jones honestly, but yeah. I, I think Mac Jones personally would be a better fit for that system. Not gonna lie, because he has uh, that perfect. I mean, he's just. Yeah, I feel I like they, you put him with Shanahan's offense, it would have been cooking more than well, obviously more than Trey Lance. I'm not sure about Brock Purdy now at this point, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I just is this the one more disappointing uh, draft classes in recent memory? I, it has to be. I think so. it's got to be up I, there. Gotta be. I mean, for how looking, hyped they were! Looking at this Absolutely. quarterback list, it's 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 really bare bones. I <laughs> almost I would have almost argued that Davis Mills is the second best. Quarterback I think he's in that second in tier. With draft. Hey, he had a whole year as a starter, Jones, so I mean, which you is, could put him again, ahead of Trey Lance technically. <laughs> again, really not saying much no, in terms of it's like the only <laughs> Davis Mills' skill talent and skill level, but I mean, yeah, this is this is a really bad NFL quarterback. Class, I think it really looked like people were. I mean, during the time of the draft, it people were really hyping it up as maybe one of the best that we'll have. But looking at it now, three, two years removed from it, it's it's not pretty. Yeah, no. The only no. like good, the only like actually good quarterback to it's, come out of it is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's not even close. Yeah, it's it's really not close. Yeah, it's like Trevor Lawrence, massive gap, and then any other quarterback plug and play. I yeah, definitely agree with that. I think it is really disappointing in Justin Fields. Our sports uh, broadcast director, Matt Merrifield, is in the room right now, and he is not a Justin Fields fan. And I think no. he was right, saying uh, he, he wasn't the guy a year ago. He says he can't throw. And you're, you're, you're really kind of seeing it right now. That he's <laughs> not the guy as well as all the other quarterbacks. Like, he is a Zach Wilson fan, though. So It's oh, okay. Boy. It's Tyson Beach Zach Wilson season. Fan? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's definitely a disappointment, this quarterback class. Uh, on to the next uh, subject before we get into the picks for this week. Uh, the Giants' offensive struggles continue from last night. Uh, Oscar, I think you brought up uh, this stat before uh, we got on here. It said uh, they had – this is like the third straight week they haven't scored a first-half touchdown. Yes. I mean, how disappointing is that from a team I... that won a playoff game a year ago and now, like, I mean, I, I don't believe in them at all. I think they're they're going to go like six and eleven because that offense sucks I, and that defense is not very good either. I I agree with you. Um, I do like I do like their defense. I think their defense is fine. Their front seven is good. Their cornerbacks I will say are questionable at best though. But I mean, I love Brian Dable as a coach, but man, that Daniel Jones signing from this offseason is just looking worse and worse as the weeks go by i i as we mentioned before as jay mentioned the stat um yeah the giants have not scored a first half touchdown in the last three weeks and the last time that that this happened was 2008 when the rams had starting quarterback sam bradford so when you're in the same well when, when you're being compared to someone like NFL Sam Bradford you're not you're not in good air as an offense and I I think Brian Dable is still a really good coach I love Brian Dable I I don't really see this as being his fault it's just that offense really cannot do anything right now and I think it does really fall in the hands of Daniel Jones just not being able to 
really make plays against good defenses. No. And I mean, we saw some flashes against the Cardinals, the but Cardinals. they're Great. the Cardinals. <laughs> and the Giants are in one of the toughest divisions by far in the NFL. So, I mean, it, it's not going to be good. I, I kind of do agree with 6-11, and 11, and I think that they try to move off Daniel Jones as quick as possible. And we're going to look back at that signing as maybe one of the worst decisions in Giants history, maybe NFL history. Maybe. I mean, when I look at the Giants, look, they're down two starting goal linemen, and you probably have had to face the two worst teams you could have picked, the Cowboys and the 49ers, to be down your two starting linemen. But with that being said, I mean, come on now, man. Man, you put up 30 yards rushing last game. I don't care if it's like an all-pro team or whatever. There was there was no Saquon last night. There was no rushing game. Let's be real. There was no Saquon last night. He was out. I don't think Saquon would have made a difference, honestly, with how bad that O-line is played. Maybe if the O-line gets healthy, you could maybe toss maybe a chance they get better. But for the most part, I do agree. The Giants are just not good this year. No. Saquon's got that high ankle sprain. He's going to be out uh, three to four weeks. That's that's tough for them. Wow. See, I I mean – no, I, I don't mean to raise alarms early, but season's over at that point. Uh, Saquon, just, three to four weeks. Yeah. Season, honestly, over. yeah. I never really thought this there was much of a season for the Giants, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you have to face I, the Cowboys and Eagles true. in that division. I've never... You know, are they going to win a third wild card spot? I don't think so, no. honestly. I never liked Daniel Jones as a quarterback, and I saw him... We all saw him trip and fall trying to score a touchdown and that's when I kind of lost faith in him <laughs> and I realized that this guy is just not a very good quarterback and I think he's just ruining what could have been a pretty serviceable offense for this team but now that Saquon's out and he's still a quarterback there's just I think six games might be generous for him yeah. but we'll see I still believe in Danny Dimes I saw him play in the quick lane <laughs> bowl, fun fact. I don't think he's as bad as what we're saying but like he's not worth the money obviously no, he's no. definitely not worth that definitely. big grade that and I think everybody him. knew right when he got signed to that deal I was shocked yeah bad bad contract bad everybody idea. knew it and it looked like it's it's that's what's it's a bad contract um, so if, if we're saying that the season is relatively over especially if Saquon's going to be out for a couple weeks with a high ankle sprain. I'm looking at some of these prospects next year in the draft. I know, um, it's supposed to be insane this year. And I'm looking, of course. At, looking at some of these players. Are we thinking they add a weapon? I mean, I don't know if they're going to be bad enough to go get Marvin Harrison because uh, they would have to be maybe Top the worst five, team in the easily. NFL. To yeah. get him. But you got names like uh, like a Brock Bowers. Like Darren Waller hasn't looked a great. You that have, one interception was, I just got to fight for that ball. That's true. Got a Malik Neighbors, a Mecca Abuka. Like, there's maybe you can't go for a quarterback because you're you're tied into the Daniel Jones contract. But, uh, yeah, I mean that's I guess that's that's what they got to look next because there's some juice in this offense. Right I now. mean, I don't think it's too out the realm to say that they could possibly grab Marvin Harrison Jr. Especially they, with how this quarterback class is looking. I understand that top, they'd have yeah, to be probably. they'd have to be bad, but I I still think it is possible that they are that bad, especially with how the NFC East is looking. I I don't they might not win a division game this year, um, and that's six losses automatically on top of the two. I I mean. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is definitely not out of the realm for this Giants team. I think they could possibly go up and snag him, especially with 
you know, how good this quarterback class is looking. It, quarterbacks tend to get shot off draft boards, uh, especially with if they look very talented. So I think <laughs> Matt's holding up Bo Nix right now. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. What, we'll see if he comes higher than Marvin blue, Harrison man. Jr. But I, I wouldn't I – wouldn't, I would not. I would not keep Marvin Harrison Jr. out the realm. But I think if the Giants are going to go into this draft, that's who they should be looking to grab. Absolutely. Like I mean, we'll have to see how the season plays out. But it's not looking good for them so far. Uh, onto the due to time constraints, where we will go on to the picks right away. So, uh, Josh, you're going to make a little Excel sheet for us and keep track of our picks this year because oh, you're our main yep, guy for that. I'm on so. working yeah, on it. That's right. right now. <laughs> uh, onto the picks, uh, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Going to Detroit, taking the Lions. Lions had a kind of a disappointing uh, week two, losing to the Seahawks in overtime. I'm going to take the Lions in this one uh, as a three-point favorite. I think they bounce back in this spot. Um, I think they're too good of a football team to start off one and two. So I got the Lions in this in the spot minus a three. So um, yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with the Lions. Um, I mean, there is. I I do have concerns now for the Lions secondary. They're losing a lot of depth there, especially with. CJ Gardner Johnson out for the entire That's year, um, yeah. but this this Falcons team can I, they have not shown me that they can be a real threat in the air uh, with Desmond Ritter. They've been running a lot with Algier and Bijan Robinson, and I think our, our front seven is going to be fine and hold up. And I I I like the Lions this week, and I like for them to cover as well. Yeah, uh, same here. I, I like them to win and cover. Uh, Atlanta, I mean. They are 2-0, and good start to the year, uh, great win over the Packers. Bijan already looks like one of the top backs in the league. But besides that, I just think the Lions are just top top to bottom, a better roster. So they'll get the win here. Um, I think if the Lions lose this game, I might cry myself to sleep that night. That's fair. Um, this is a team that just has a lot of potential and – I feel like they should be 2-0, and but that's just me. They uh, played for overtime, and they lost in overtime, which was kind of an interesting t- decision. And now the injury bug's kind of coming in, but that's not really an excuse for this team. Um, I think this team should have had more depth going in, especially defensively. They're struggling defensively, and I feel like the Falcons might put up a good amount of points on them, but I still have faith in the Lions to – bounce back and win this game because they need to you know what um the falcons have a very good pass defense and the lions run game looked really bad after montgomery got hurt because they really could run up the middle and run inside i'm gonna go with the falcons honestly i think wow. i'm picking an upset Don't here hurt my feelings. i think the run game's gonna work the lions have injuries obviously in my opinion i think the falcons go in and get it done josh yeah. really wants to see me cry <laughs> Yes, That's I right. do. Falcons <laughs> um, on to the next game, we got the Chargers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Uh, two teams that just love to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, <laughs> Vikings are one-point favorites. Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm going to take the Vikings. I just they, This is kind of a must-win game for them. They're 0-2. Um, it's at home. I, I don't trust the Chargers. I, I think Stan, uh, Brandon Staley should be fired. So I'll take the Vikings minus one here in a close game. So, Um... This game is so tough, man. It's such a must-win game for both of these teams. I mean, it, you're looking at you're looking at a dead season if either of these teams start zero and three, um, and you can instantly revive your season coming back one and two. Um, I kind of do have to agree with the Vikings here. I hate 
I, I think they turn the ball over way too much, and I don't think that's going to get any better in this game. But them being home, I, I think they have a little bit more overall talent than the Chargers do. Um, I mean, is Austin Eckler playing uh, this week? I know he was... I'm, he I, is still questionable. Still questionable? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if they if they don't have Austin Eckler, this Chargers team, I, I don't think is going to be able to do much against the Vikings secondary. Uh, I think they really need a good running back because that front seven for the Vikings is horrible. So um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. They're at home. I think they shoot themselves in the foot less than the Chargers do this, yeah. uh, on Sunday. Uh, man, we're looking at a game of the year in terms of uh, this is this is probably going to be the funniest game of the year because <laughs> both these teams are, uh, are a sore for the eyes. Um yeah, I'll take I'll take Vikings minus one, and the only fat the only reason I'm doing that is because they're at home. I I see both these teams as the same, uh, just disappointments on the year. One is bigger than the other. I think the Chargers are a bigger disappointment, but yeah, Vikings squeak it out. Chargers go zero and three, and Brandon Staley's seat gets fiery hot. That, um, this one's a tough one. Um. But I think I'm gonna have to take the Chargers. Um, I think that this, that Chargers offense, um, is been extremely disappointing. It's been really one-dimensional. But I think that the Vikings, like we've said, I mean both teams shoot themselves in the foot constantly. But I think this is gonna be one of those games for the Vikings where. It's kind of a weird game against the Chargers, and uh, for some reason their offense is just going to click. So, I yeah. mean, the Vikings, let's be real, started off terribly against the Eagles, but they really, like, the second half, they really found their grip again, especially with Kirk Cousins. I don't think the Cam Akers trade is going to make that much of a difference, oh, honestly. But I still think they're better than the Chargers, and like Jack said, I th- I'm going to go enough to say... Brandon Steele gets fired after this game. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling really? fiery hot today. Uh, I would I, like that. I, I, I agree with that if they lose this game. I think this game has the chance to decide one of these teams' futures for the next five years, I would say. Wow. I think not, not like a, a lot of people are much, talking about like, it, but this is a very big game for both of these franchises. Josh says Brandon Steele is getting fired in week three. All right. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind. Put that in your spreadsheet. Matt Merrifield's Indianapolis Colts going to the Ravens. <laughs> um, you know what? Anthony Richardson. If Minshew, um, if I would Minshew like plays, they win. I would like to say Anthony Richardson well, has play. just been ruled out. Like Wait, thirty really? minutes ago, he's just ruled happened. out. Yep. Oh, I got picked. Okay. No, Anthony Richardson. He's not playing. I mean, there's probably a line adjustment here. The Ravens are eight and a half point favorites. I mean, uh, Anthony Richardson's actually looked decent. Stop. Yes, he has. He, has. he didn't look that bad. bad. I'll, I'll give him this. He's like great for my fantasy year. team. I'll give him that. So, <laughs> so Matt says Matt Merrifield says uh, Anthony Richardson is a running back. Uh, but I mean, with 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 Gardner Minshew playing, playing, I like the Colts to cover. I think I think the line will be adjusted to like nine and a half though, or ten. I like the Colts to cover this. I just that's a big spread for an NFL team. So I like the Ravens to win, but I like the Colts to cover this game. <laughs> Um, no Anthony Richardson. Spread should be bigger. Give me the Ravens and for them to cover. Yeah. Give me the Ravens in a absolute blowout worth I'm thinking I'm thinking seventeen points here. <laughs> might be bad. I'm just Sorry, respecting Garden Minshew. <laughs> um I'm gonna have to take the Ravens as well, but Minchu Mania 
he might give him a fight. You know, oh, sorry. I'm just placing a one dollar bet on the Colts to win for Matt. There we go. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna take the Colts just because Matt's here. So uh, yes. give me that. Minshew Mania is back. Colts win by two touchdowns. Two All touchdowns. Right, two. <laughs> two touchdowns. Wow. Two? All right. Wow. That'd be the big I mean, Josh is firing off the firing off the takes on the, in this in this segment. I love it. Um, on to the Saints and the Packers. Uh, two NFC teams. Uh, two one and one teams. Um, I like the Packers in this game at home. Uh, it's their home opener. I, I think Jordan Love is just, he's so far he's looked the part. I think he's he's looked decent. So, um, and I don't believe in the Saints at all. So I'm gonna go with Packers here. Um, I kind of think I'm going to go with the Saints here. Hmm. I mean, I don't, the Packers have, I, I've not believed in Jordan Love, uh, especially looking at how he played last week. Uh, they really need Aaron Jones back. Uh, he practiced in a limited capacity yesterday, so we'll see if he end up, if he does end up. I, w- I will say this, if there is Aaron Jones, I think they'll be able to win. Uh, but no Aaron Jones, no Christian Watson. This offense becomes very one-dimensional, and I think the Saints will win it out in a low-scoring game, if that's the case. Christian Watson was limited, so I th- think he might play. He, he was a non-participant for Thursday's practice. Yeah, great. So it looks like he's probably going yeah, to be out. Looking, not yeah. looking great. Yeah. Um, I'll, t- I'll take the Packers uh, here to the cover and win. Uh, for, the, uh, for the Saints, I don't really love any aspect of the roster at at all. I mean, I don't love Derek Carr. I like Olave a lot, but um yeah, I, I don't know this team. They they are 2 and 0. It's a good start for them, but I don't know this team's kind of kind of boring to me. So, um and I like how Jordan Love has played so far. So, yeah, I'll take the Packers and win. Um oof. I'm going to go Saints. Um I just I don't I don't really know why Again, this is kind of another one of those feeling. games that just I feel like the Saints can win. <laughs> I don't really have a reason, though. Okay. I mean, the Saints' two wins this season have come against the Titans and the Panthers. I wouldn't really say the best of competition, no. not going to lie. And then, well, the Packers only win came against the Bears, and I forgot who else. Um, so, again, not really the best competition for either team. I think the Packers have the better defense. I think offensively they probably have a slight edge, honestly. I think the Packers, I think they cover relatively easy than one and a half, honestly. Next up, the Bears traveling to Kansas City uh, <laughs> as a heavy underdog. Uh, both teams going the opposite direction. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs minus 12 and a half because the Bears suck and Justin Fields sucks. Uh, everything sucks, so I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, the Bears' worst nightmare gets even worse. Uh, the We finally get to say that the Chiefs' offense is back uh, after this week. Chiefs by an absolute landslide. Yeah, twelve and a half is such a huge number in the NFL, but I'm still taking it. Chiefs by twelve and a half. Yeah, Chiefs. I'm taking Chiefs twelve and a half. <laughs> uh, let me just get this straight. Jordan Love put thirty-eight up on this defense, <laughs> and now we're going up against Patrick Mahomes. Let me just get this. Straight. If they don't win by like, if they don't put up seventy against, I was us, about to say we're on seventy. Like twelve and a half is the spread. That, that I thought it'd be like twenty-two or something. <laughs> Like that is just that's I don't think it's even low enough. This, like I said, as soon as I saw that spread, I put money on it. It's the easiest bet you'll make, easiest money you'll make in your life. Chiefs easily by twelve and a half, in my opinion. 
Chiefs by 12 and a half. Uh, next up, uh, the Sunday night game, we got the Jack Davis Steelers going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are two and a half point favorites. I like the Steelers in this. I don't think the Raiders are any good. I, I know the Steelers' offense has been struggling, but oh, I still like their defense a lot. And TJ Watt, I think the Steelers come out with a win here. Um, I'm going to agree here. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the Raiders' offense does not look good. It looks really bad. Steelers' defense, I think, will actually be able to put up some points for the uh, offense. So I will take the Steelers as well. Um, I'm also going to take the Steelers. Um, I think the Raiders are just a pretty lackluster team overall. And I think the Steelers are really just kind of building on themselves week after week. I'm not sure how you feel about that, Jack, but I've seen I've seen Steelers teams before struggle at the beginning, but as the season goes, kind of build momentum and get better and better week after week. Yeah. And I think that's going to keep happening. I think the offense has potential. I think that defense is still really good. Well, you know, this is really a battle between two great offensive coordinators. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> it's honestly joking. But, uh, you know, the Steelers have probably one of the best defenses. So much talent there. Mm-hmm. Depends on, I'm not sure how long Minka's going to be out for. But, I, again, I think that defense is just too good to lose to a team like the Raiders, in my opinion. Yeah, Oops. well, um, first things before I get into the picks, uh, thoughts and prayers with Nick Chubb. We didn't get into the injury, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so if, you, if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. It's uh, not good. I it's know he bad. won't be back for the season. I really hope he can play again in his career. Uh, but with that being said, yeah, I mean, this game is just going to be uh, it's going to be a dumpster fire probably. But um, yeah, like like Matt said, with uh, the, the Steelers progressing, I, I do agree. I think every aspect besides Matt Canada is going to get better and better throughout yeah. the uh, the season. So. And I, I like our defense a lot. I think we go into Allegiant and we and we get a win. It'll be a scrappy win. It won't be pretty. None of our wins are pretty. But yeah, I I think we will get the two and one on the season and uh, go get a win in Allegiant. Jack's gonna take his Steelers. So I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the Pylon. We appreciate everyone for listening on today's show for Week Three. Uh, we should have an episode for Week Four out around next Friday. So. For, for myself, Jada Coster, Oscar Henderson, Jack David, Matt Corey, and Josh Ryapan, we thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find our episode on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or on the Impact 89 FM website. Thank you all so much, and have a great day.